0: Are you liking that funky 80s soundtrack music I got going today. <laughs> Welcome to the Anxiety Wad podcast. I'm your host, Corey. Thankfully, you guys are here once again listening to the show. Our show today is once again brought to you by DreamState Meds. Go to dreamstatemeds.com, use the passcode AnxietyWOD for a 10% discount on all their CBD products. Myself, I use the topical, which is just like a roll on um liquid that you put on your joints when you're a little achy or any kind of sore muscles it helps with the pain and then i also do the sublingual which is i just squirt a couple drops underneath my tongue helps me calm down at night before i go to bed dreamstatemeds.com password promo code anxiety wad so today what are we doing um by now you probably have gotten through all of the uh crossfit games uh playbacks if you have there's a lot of controversy on how the cuts happened you know i i like the new format i think that all they would need to do is change when they do the cuts i think if they cut at the end of the day versus at the beginning of the day it might uh, give some of the other people a little bit more of a fighting chance but also with that type of format where you're doing the cuts at the end of the day it's going to make some of those guys go a lot harder and from what i'm hearing from some of the athletes is that The cuts made them go harder than they wanted to and that's kind of what you're looking for is to push people out of their comfort zone to kind of maybe have them test their game plan in the middle of a workout Um, being a coach it's always fun to see uh, when you push people beyond what they think is possible and that's one of my favorite things of, of coaching is is getting them uncomfortable getting people to the point where they think they can't do something and encouraging them to keep going because when they get done, they're going to give you a high five. They're going to thank you. Um, when you when you see them, they're going to be like, man, I can't believe you got me to do that. You know, and we just had our, our own in-house competition here. And uh, the CrossFit ELC games, or just the ELC CrossFit games, however you want to call it, is our second year going. Uh, we had a really sweet um, group of people. We had some people that really stepped up and, and did a fantastic job. Um, our team for the ELC, or CrossFit ELC um, coaches, did a really good job putting everything together, programming, and uh, it was just a fun event all the way around. Uh, next year it's going to be August first, so put that on your calendars. Um, try to make it. It's just a, it's a good competition. It's an individual competition. We have RX for men and women, and then we also have scaled options for men and women as well. Uh, the, the one that really got people was the, the final workout it was gump it was kind of like a trail run and it was actually inspired by the mountain meltdown that me and david swedberg did here uh i think it was june we did it it was just uh, it was at a ski hill and you would run all throughout the ski hill and go up on these trails and it was a lot steeper than I ever expected, but uh, when I got done, man, I was just like, I can't believe I did that. You know, being someone that I've, since March of last year, I've been relearning how to run uh, with my my um, hip replacements. It's It's been something that I've struggled with. I get really crampy in my calves, and I get really crampy in my hips, and so I've kind of avoided it like the plague, but uh, this last March, I'm like, you know what, I'm just going to do it. Kind of bite the bullet and and uh relearn to run and and i did and i have been and i actually just did that my first mile time trial which it wasn't very fast but i did it without completely cramping up and i did it without stopping which is a huge win for me personally and so like in another couple of weeks here i'll test it again and just see where i'm at and so you know that type of thing i i as a coach you know i, I think the members will respect that if I'm doing the same kind of thing, pushing myself that I'm asking them to do, and so that that was the mindset that came up when I was thinking about, okay, you know, you kind of avoid running. We got we got to figure this thing out, you know, I, you know, kind of what kind of example are you setting if you're not going to push yourself through something that's uncomfortable for you, and asking your members and and the people that you help work out and get in shape if you're not doing the same thing, you know, it's kind of for me it was like it just didn't feel right. Kind of hiding from that, if you will. And so after our competition, I, I kind of thought about like what were some of the coolest things from from the CrossFit game uh, games uh, feeds that I saw. The clean event was the coolest thing. If you have not watched that, yeah, watch the the live uh, playback of the clean event and listen to Mike Bergener. It's great tips. It's great technique uh, information on a clean. And he just talks through it. And I picked up so many different things that I've been struggling with with my clean that I was like, man, I got to recommend that to a lot of people because he just, he's been doing it. He's a lifer. You know, he's been teaching Olympic weightlifting for his whole life. If you go back to the old journal videos, it's Mike Bergener's gym with his daughter Seth or Sage, excuse me, not Seth, Sage doing the movements and he's talking through it. But he talks throughout the the clean um, competition. And I picked up so many little nuggets and tidbits here and there that, um, you know, I went and tried the next day and I was like, man, he's right on. So it really helped me out. And then the other one that I really liked was actually the first one. It was the run with the rope climb and the snatch, just to see the effect that that had on people with the hundred and however many people were on the field at a time. And some of the people that you expect to just crush workouts, they were struggling. They were missed. They were uh, no rep in their snatch. You know, one eighty-five is is getting up there for you know for myself even. That's you know maybe seventy percent, and um seeing those guys no rep that like I would no rep that in a workout every once in a while, but just seeing them was like oh man okay this this is, this is a hard workout and so I, I really like that one as well. um Obviously, I'm going to watch the games about three or four more times here and and pick up things that I really enjoyed. But uh, I know there were some people that didn't like the cuts and didn't like the format, but I, I you know. I, I said this back when the changes happened is that there are going to be so many people that are going to come out of the woodwork to cover the games. It's not going to be any different, and it wasn't. Um, it wasn't produced and directed by CrossFit. But to me, I watched. I think I watched the Rogue Iron, um, Iron Games uh, feed, and then I think I watched the Beyond – me on the whiteboard it was um morning shock up feed was the other one i watched and, and it was great i mean i i didn't have any complaints on the coverage uh you know and, and i think that people like the buttery bros you know i i said this back in the day i said they're gonna they're gonna come out with uh with a documentary documentary and they just they just uh, signed with the gravitas ventures and yes i cannot pronounce anything correctly so I have no idea if that's correct, but they're they're going to be doing a documentary here on the 2019 game, so keep an eye out for that. So that's my CrossFit spiel. Um, there's a few things that are coming that are pretty exciting for you guys. Um, I'm not going to say just yet, but they're uh, I'm, I'm working with someone else on another idea um, for more content. So I can't share with you yet. <laughs> okay, so what are we going to talk about? Um, This will be a little abbreviated. Um, Obviously, I went on a little spiel about CrossFit. But um, let's talk about fears and how to get over fears. I I get this question so often. um, I don't think I've even talked about it. And, you know, it's like, how do I get over my fears? And the thing about it, it, it's just like the motivation talk that I had. It's not a positive thing. It's like when you're afraid of something and you want to get over it, There's not a time that's going to come up for being like, oh, okay, I'm ready to face this. It's not, oh, okay, I feel confident that I can accomplish this. It's like, oh, hey, I I wake up, uh, you know, I eat my breakfast or whatever I do. Today, I'm going to face my fears. It's more of, I am terrified, but I'm going to do it anyways. So it's not something that is necessarily what you expect. And I say that because like people are looking for this magic, this pill, this this quick fix, this enjoyable experience. Facing your fears is not enjoyable, but it is doable. It's not something that you're like, "Hey, today I'm going out there. I am going to take care of my fear of claustrophobia. I'm going to wrap myself up in a mattress and go hide in the closet." <laughs> it's not what it's like, man. It's like I have to have an MRI. What can I do to get through this? How can I grab some tools for my scavenger hunt, bring them with me, get myself prepared to breathe through the situation? Because I know I'm not going to die, but it's going to be hard. Everything that you're facing in life that you're terrified of, it's going to be hard to face. It's going to be even harder to face if you stay away from it. It's going to be harder to face if you don't deal with it it's going to snowball into this giant boulder of ice and mass that you're gonna to have to carry with you until you face it. And then you're gonna take a little chunk off. And each time you face your fear, that giant mass of ice, you're gonna take a little chunk off. And eventually it's gonna get smaller and smaller and smaller until you can just put it in your pocket. That's what facing fears is like. It's not something that you want to do But if you kind of bite your lip and grit and bear it, you can get through it. It's all about that little conversation that goes on in your head prior to facing your fears. That's what stops us. We stop ourselves before we even get a chance to overcome. Because in this life, it's like if one person can accomplish something, everybody has the possibility to do it. Most of these people that are famous, most of these people that are speakers that are motivational or whatever kind of speakers or personal development, they're normal people. They just figured out a way to turn down the volume on that voice that puts up that roadblock before they even start. They figured out a way to face those fears, stare them in the eyes and said, no, nope. uh-uh, not today. And for me, uh, it took me a long time to figure this out because I wanted to avoid all of my fears like a plague. Like I'm like, no, if I go in there, I'm going to be, you know, burned to the ground. I'm going to be lit on fire and it's going to be the end. Little did I know I only needed a little sparkle of confidence and it wasn't fun. I didn't enjoy it. It was, I'm going to try this today and I'm going to do my best and I am going to check that checkbox. I don't care how it goes. I don't care. Um, I'm not going to grade myself. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to kind of stare that fear in the eyes, try to tackle it, wrestle it to the ground. I might get pinned or I might pin it, but I'm going to get in the ring and wrestle. That's what you need to face your fears. You don't need the perfect day. You don't need the perfect situation because it ain't going to happen. It's not coming. There's not this perfect situation or day or timing to take care of your fears. It takes bravery, which bravery is being afraid and doing things anyways. Being afraid, you need fear to be brave. Being brave isn't the absence of fear. It's being afraid and doing things anyways. So find a way to armor yourself with some tools with some um, items that you can bring with that you've learned along your scavenger hunt and face these fears little by little, you know, get a little exposure, get a little time under tension, grit and bear it, get through it, and do not grade yourself. Do not beat yourself up if it didn't go the way you expect. And that's a good point, is like your expect expectations should just be that you're gonna face this fear and that's it. Like you don't wanna say I'm gonna face this fear and if it doesn't go this way, this way, this way, or this way, I'm going to be upset because I'm a terrible person. I can't do it. I'm, I'm fearful. I'm, I'm a coward, etc. Just be like, no, I'm freaking brave because I am going to face this fear and give it a shot. I'm going to jump in the arena and try to wrestle. Just trying is an act of bravery. So my hope for you is that you just take a little bit at a time get in there and face it, it's going to be ugly, it's going to be terrifying, but each time you do it, it's going to get easier. It's not going to get easy, but it's going to get easier. And that easier will increase by degree the more often you do it. I hope that helps with that question there, guys. That's, uh, that's an important one. Is There's no perfect day, there's no perfect timing, but there is a day and a time to get in there and wrestle. Whew, that was an intense one. <laughs> um, next up is self-forgiveness. And this is something that I've, I've struggled with over the years back and forth. And uh, knowing some of the things that you've done in your past or some of the things that you've had to do to cope, uh, they, can, they can kind of fester and they can kind of pop up and rear their ugly head and scare the crap out of you every once in a while. Um, especially as you heal, you, you realize that that person that you were back then when those things happened is not you anymore. You know, there's any number of things I could talk about personally that I've done that I'm not proud of, but I wouldn't be here on this podcast if that stuff didn't happen. I wouldn't be the dad I am today if that stuff wouldn't happen. I wouldn't be the husband that I am today if that stuff wouldn't have happened. Everything that has happened to me has led me to this point. And it sounds cliche and cheesy and BS, if especially if you're hurting, but it's true. The reason that it has led me to this point is I evaluated it and took the lessons out of it and left the rest. I didn't carry that weight of the shame. I didn't carry the weight of the things that, I didn't put, pick up the boxing gloves, basically. I, I left it there. You know, those things are heavy. You can only carry so many of those things. And it does not serve you to carry them with you on your journey. All it does is it weighs you down. It slows you down. It becomes a roadblock. You have to relive this terrible thing that you may or may not have done. And if it's to someone else, they may or may not even remember. But what you can do is you can apologize for it and say, Hey, you know, I was hurting at the time that this happened. I'm sorry that it happened. And I hope that sometime in your life you can forgive me. That is your responsibility. For me to say, I'm sorry that I hurt you is my responsibility. What that person does with that is up to them. Self-care, that's what that's called. As I have apologized to people that I've hurt, and it's not like I was just, you know, a tsunami of pain and just people were left in my wake of just terror. It's just, you know, certain things I've hurt people just because I was hurting. You know, that old saying, hurt people hurt people. And so what I've done over the years, and I don't dig up old stuff and be like, hey, you remember that time back in 1996 when I said X, Y, or Z? Yeah, I'm sorry for that. When I see him, I'd be like, yeah, man, boy, was I hurting back in the day. Mm-hmm. If it comes up, I'm gonna talk to him about it. It's I'm not like rehashing old memories or anything like that, but there are certain things that pop up that I feel bad about, like, oh. But what I do is like, what did I learn from that? That's what I quickly shift my mind to. What was the lesson in that situation that brought me to today? What's the lesson in that situation that I could pass on to someone else? So for instance, um, a couple of mine have happened around partying. And what has happened is I've said things (laughs) were way over the line to certain people. Now, I was upset with them because they hurt me. And so it was kind of lashing back out. And saying things that I didn't really mean. And so I, I, you know, come back around a year or so later and I apologize for him. It wasn't a a pleasant conversation, but it took care of the guilt that I felt. Now, you don't have to completely reconcile your differences with somebody to feel good, but you do have to take care of yourself and then let it go. How they receive that and how they deal with it is, is on them, and you cannot control them. Trust me, I've tried. Not the Jedi mind tricks kind of control, but (laughs) like trying to influence people to see things from my perspective, which your eyes are inside your head and so is your perspective. Like you can't force that on anyone. You can try to influence people and try to be a good person and lead by example. But what they do with your apology, what they do with what you've done is up to them. You know, I've been in a a couple of fights, Um, one fight and somebody had to get stitches and I beat myself up about that for a long time. And, you know, I've seen this person over, over the years and, you know, I've, I bought him a beer or something like that. If it was at a bar, just say hello. And it'll, it'll pop back up where I feel pretty guilty about it because it was just a stupid decision on my part, but I can't, I'm not that person. Like I'm not that same person. I don't even know the last time I got in a fight actually I do <laughs> I do and it was with my wife we went out to a bar and a guy tackled me it was funny because he was um, getting like invading her personal space and he was this is even before we had kids it's kind of a funny story but he was like six nine six ten just this giant skinny dude and I could see I was talking to some of my friends and I could see my wife from across the bar and she kind of gave me that eyebrow like what's this guy doing and so I came over and was like hey everything all right And I think, and I don't even know if there was any more to the conversation, but I turned around and as soon as I turned around, he grabbed me and pulled me out of the ground. And before I knew it, I was standing up at the bar and there was like three other people that I knew that were taking him out of the bar, (laughs) but it wasn't really a fight on my part. But like just some of that stuff is like, I don't go to the bars anymore. If I do, it's with a group of friends that are probably CrossFitters, but I just stay away from that stuff. It's just not kind of my bag anymore. So getting back to the point, when you are carrying baggage from your past, there's only so much that you can carry. So make a choice to carry the things that are going to serve you. Not that are going to burn you, but that will serve you, that will teach you something that are good reminders on the type of person you want to be today. Let the rest go. Now you think of them as either mile markers or anchors and usually it doesn't take a whole lot of anchor to dock a ship or keep a ship in place. Usually only one. And I think for me personally, I believe that that's the same thing for carrying baggage of your past. Usually it's the heaviest one that we hold on to and that kind of stops, stops our progress. It stops us from being our true selves. It stops us from enjoying life. It stops us from being free to choose the next time around when a similar situation happens, to choose a different a different path. We have a choice. The next time something like that comes around, let's make a different choice. That's the only thing we can do. We can't control the past. We're not Marty McFly. You got to come back with me, Marty. <laughs> You know, we're just, we're people like we're living in the present moment and we can only make choice, a choice on what comes up next. The baggage of our past, think of it as a mile marker. Remember it. Remember that like when it happened, but don't hook a chain onto it. It'll stop your progress. I promise you. And I only say that because I've done the anchor thing. You can't carry things very far when you're holding yourself down With the demons and the monsters of your past it stops your progress and if we're not progressing we're stagnant we're hurting we're not healing healing is steps forward another intense one except for the terrible doc brown impression (laughs) all right so the next part of this podcast is going to be listening to your gut and, you know, I, I, I get questions on, how do you discover who you really are? And it's such a big question that I, it, I usually reserve that one for people that I'm working with individually. Like, so I can tell you, like, how I figured out who I was, is I dissected my beliefs, I dissected my values, you know, I dis- dissected my thoughts, I dissected my um, life's purpose, if you will. And I I wrote out all of my strengths, all of my interests, all of my beliefs, all of my values, and where that overlaps is basically who you are as a person. What happened to me over the years is when I was hurting and um, when I was in a spot that I, I wasn't really fulfilling who I truly was, I was trying to fit these molds of what other people's expectations of me were and it did not serve me at all and if being your true self is the way that you're going to shine the brightest living up living like to someone else's expectations is like putting blinds over that so this the light doesn't shine through and what you have to do is figure out who you truly are to let yourself shine the brightest And by shine the brightest is just, you know, like that inner glow that you can see on certain people that, uh, that light that shines bright. And they say, you know, when they walk in, they just light up the room. The person that they're talking about knows themselves really well. It's completely, um, attainable to know who you are in every single situation. If you do the work and that's the kind of work that you don't want to shy away from. It's the easiest thing to do because no one in the world knows you better than you. And if you don't believe that, then all you need to do is put a little bit more work into figuring out who you are. Write down what you believe, write down what you value, write down what you're interested in, write down your strengths, write down where you see yourself going, like a vision. And then where all of that overlaps, that's your sweet spot. We spend so much time on the negative crap about ourselves and the negative crap in the world. Gossip. I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough looking. I don't weigh enough. I don't weigh what I want to weigh. I don't look the way I want to look. I don't have enough money. I don't have the right job. I don't have the status. I don't have the love. All of that stuff you can give to yourself. You do not need anyone other than you to give that to yourself. Now you might be saying, well my job isn't going to pay me more. You can be an entrepreneur. You don't need anybody for that. <laughs> so, I mean, there's there's easy ways to put up excuses on, like, being your true self. It's, it's easier to do that, to make an excuse, than it is to stand in front of the mirror naked, you know, metaphorically speaking, strip yourself down and be like, this is who I really am. Some people are extremely terrified of figuring that out, but it's going to be the most beneficial project in their lives. If you're terrified to figure out who you are, please reach out. Because at one point I was, I, basically because I didn't know. And I was like, what if it's what I don't expect? And it wasn't, but it was good. It was not at all who I expected. And this is probably not a surprise to people that know me, but I look like a giant meathead giant motorcycle meathead guy with bald head. You know, now I have a goatee. I shaved my beard a little bit, but I'm covered in tattoos. I'm fairly muscular, but like I am the most chill dude that you're gonna meet. I'm also a big softy. I have a big heart. I smile all the time. I joke around all the time, but that's because I know myself. I don't have to fit the mold of a meathead. I don't have to fit the mold of a biker. I don't have to fit the mold of a football player. And even though I was really good at football, I did not fit the, the standard, typical football player. I tried to, but I didn't listen to my gut. And when I when you don't listen to your gut, you don't listen to your heart, you don't listen to your soul, you lose yourself. And that, that's really when I started to struggle, is when I started to lose myself. Like I didn't have the, the same... Not sparkle, but well, yeah, whatever, sparkle, the same inner fire, the same inner light that I did at one point. And as soon as that started to dim, I tried to def- look in these different directions to get that back. I started to look in these different roles of uh Muay Thai kickboxer, <laughs> right? Like it's hilarious to me to think that I used to do kickboxing. Like I, I'm a lover, man. I don't. I don't want to punch anybody. Now, if I'm going to protect my family, then watch out. But that's one of the very few and far between cases that that's part of me is going to come out. Right? So I know myself so well that I know that in any situation, it's going to be extremely rare that I'm going to get in a fight. But there was a point in college where at a drop of a hat, I probably would have gotten in the mix of a fight because the people I was around... We're like that, football meatheads. I really enjoyed playing hoops. Um, now, those guys were more of like, you know, they talk smack all the time, and that really wasn't me either. Now, I did. I tried wasn't very good at it. Um, I could have been a lot worse at, you know, a smack talk. Like, I had the ideal high school experience, and I was very good in college. I could have been really cocky, but I wasn't. just didn't fit right didn't sit right and when i lost who i was when i lost what i thought was my identity i went searching for it and tried those hats on none of them fit i thought they did (laughs) you know and i thought that they 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 fit me very well it's like partying too like I, i wore that hat for far too long but like in high school i never really did i was the person that gave people rides and so I think what happens when we don't listen to our our gut, we don't listen to that inner fire, it's there's the effect an effect that comes that you dim your own shine, meaning you put up the blinds yourself. And honestly, what we have to do is it's like building a fire. There's a certain way that you build a fire that works that you can just strike a match, put it down there, and the fire will go learning about yourself, digging into the muck and the crap and the stuff that you don't like to share with other people and setting things up so that fire will burn no matter where you're at, no matter the wind, no matter the weather, no matter the waves that are crashing in around you, that fire is going to stay hot and it's going to stay burning inside you because you've done the work to set that fire up the right way, that inner fire within you, Think about it. And as always, if you guys got any questions about this stuff that I've been talking about, please reach out anxietywad at gmail.com. If you've got any more questions you want me to touch on here for the podcast, let me know. Um, hoping to share this exciting thing that's coming up soon. <laughs> How's that for a um, little teaser, non teaser? But as always, today's episode was brought to you by Dream State Meds. Go to dreamstatemeds.com. Use the promo code AnxietyWad, which is one word, for a ten percent discount on all of their CBD products. Again, that's dreamstatemeds.com. Promo code AnxietyWad. Anxiety Wad. Thanks, guys. Um, I don't know what I'm gonna do the rest of the day. My kids are on their way to Iowa to stay with their um, grandparents for the week. My wife will be driving back here shortly. I taught class this morning. And I think I'm gonna record a few more of these while I have time. It's a lot easier when there's less chaos. I'm really sore. Uh, we've been doing comp train. If you haven't done comp train, definitely check it out. Recommend it to your gym if your coaches are programming themselves. It's been very beneficial with the warm up, um, the programming, and then you know the stretching afterwards. It's it's been very beneficial for me personally. Um, but tomorrow we have competition training. So I'm pumped. Have yourself a peaceful morning, afternoon, or evening. And please, 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 please don't be afraid to face those fears. No matter how terrified you are, face them. It will get better, I promise you. Keep coming back. We're going to figure this out, guys, I promise. We'll see you later.